Ben Lawrence. Paul Goody. Happy New Year. It's not really the New Year yet, but it will be by the time this episode drops. Right? Indeed. Unless people yeah. are tuning in to the live stream on the YouTubes. Hey, and if so, welcome. I or, apologize for... Or watch it I've, at any point in time between now and New Year's. I'm wonderfully lit by an overhead light, the perfect podcast <laughs> lighting situation. And, you look like you're recording a video from the cell of your captors asking the American government to rescue you. Uh, the American government. Yes, wonderful. Um, oh, hey, speaking about which, I think we, I think, uh, we know about this, right? Um, there, was a, there was a basketball player being held in Russia that yes. uh, was traded for some criminal. And yes. One could say that the basketball player was also a criminal, breaking drug rules well, or whatever. But, you know, us in the United States, we don't care about that anymore. I mean, the story well, there... We? The, mm. Well, the reason why Brittany Griner was um, um, uh, detained by the Russian government is because... And this is a story that I heard. She had a vape pen that had cannabis oil in it. And if you talk to some other people, uh, granted voices that are very skeptical of the Russian government, that is not true. And they just used that or used her as a tool to get this guy that they wanted back from the U.S. I would say that now, granted, Ben, you know, you and I grew up in the in the 80s during the Cold War. But yep. I would say that Russia doing something with an ulterior motive, quite possible. I would I would not be uh, necessarily skeptical of someone who claims that that is the case, yeah. especially in dealing with international politics at all. But my question is, uh, I do not know this. I'm hoping maybe you know. Is she back in the United States now? Is that is that gone through? Is it okay? Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think she's in the States. I know she's not in Russia. I saw footage of her on a plane leaving Russia. I don't know if she's... And this is quite a while ago, so I'm sure she's back home. Uh, yeah. Wherever home is for her. But much like, much like sports in general, um, you know, uh, I think of her as art us. Like, we, we got her back. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, nice. I mean, it's nice it's, to have it, someone back. It's an interest. It's been interesting watching the right wing media machine sort of break down because universally, this has been you know they, they always talk about politics in terms of wins and losses, right? This was a big yeah. win for Biden, but then you hear that um, you hear some of the uh, uh, Fox News personalities and the like say that we gave up too much. For Brittany Griner. Hmm. And would and, would if Brittany was it Griner? How do you Griner? G R I N E R Griner. Yeah. See, I, like and a grinder without the D. Yeah, I. That's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was checking. I don't. Yeah. I don't know much about Brittany Griner. Right. Uh, basketball player. I know. WNBA uh, All Star. Yeah, so 
you know, I'm not, I don't follow sports that much, but this is a case of, it's a United States citizen yeah. being held in a foreign country. And For you, maybe dubious purposes, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you and I have talked about this in the past, but, and we're both, we're, let's face it, we're both left-leaning, right? I have, I have occasionally on this program taken a more right view <laughs> in order to, like, make some sort of dialogue so it's not just you and I going, yeah, man, um... Of of course it, it became ludicrous. I, I still yeah. I still remember uh, at one point in time Stephen McCandless uh, calling me out of the chat going, Oh yeah, maybe let's say fascism is bad or something. I forget exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Um but but I it I I feel as though as someone who grew up, you know, in in basically not I mean Illinois is not a red state as we know, but the um the rural areas of Illinois are, and they are not as red as they used to be, but they are still pretty red. Uh, I still find it insane, insane that there are people from around here who grew up the same time that I did with all the same stuff, who are aligning themselves with a real estate guy from New York City and the Russians. That those are the, it it is incredible yeah. and uh, just it shows how propaganda works because impossible, yeah. impossible. If if you if you showed this future to them in the past, uh, they would go they would go crazy. I think. Go comments. Yeah, it's 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 baff it's baffling to me because you have these. You know, people from middle America, you know, salt of the earth, kind of real Americans, very, you know, conservative, very religious, maybe also probably remembering the Cold War of the 1980s uh, with uh, flying their Trump flags because they think he speaks for them. This rich guy from New York City, New York City. Exactly. And get the rope. Get the rope. Yeah. Still one of the more sinister get <laughs> still one of the more sinister things that oh for for those of you who don't know, because again, Ben and I are talking, uh we grew up in the twentieth century, it's now the twenty-first century. There is a commercial for a salsa, pace picante sauce. Uh and there are a bunch of people and they're arguing about the fact that they're eating salsa that was made in New York City. And then everyone shouts New York yeah. City, and then at the end of the commercial, you you see a guy saying "Get the rope," implying that they're gonna hang the person yeah. who gave it's them a, the bad. Yeah, there's there are a bunch of cowboys sitting around a campfire eating their paste picante sauce that's made in San Antonio, and then somebody's like, "I got this other stuff that's made in New York City," and then yeah, yeah. they're gonna hang that dude at the end of the commercial. But the going back to the the Trump supporters who are it's like baffling that they're yeah supporting this dude from New York City. I also saw a picture of one of these trucks, you know, two like a giant American flag, giant Trump flag hanging out the back, and the 
Is it a is it a Z? Is it the, is that what the Russian tanks are? Oh yeah, uh, yeah the emblem on the Russian yeah. tanks that are fighting in Ukraine. Yeah, these 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 Midwesterners have this Russian Z on their trucks. It's nuts. Um, same thing also with the with the supporting of the police. I know this sounds weird, but at the time when I was growing up, the the country folk around me were driving around in these souped up cars and outrunning the police was one of the things that they liked to do. Yeah. It was fun for them. Dukes of Hazard was really big at the time. I think that might be part of it. <laughs> uh, Drunk is with us and he just said hey, he Drunk. had a... He had a frozen emos for the, for the first time ever. Worst pizza he ever ate. No, drunk. Say it ain't so. <laughs> Somehow the wait. Uh, I'll tell you this. This is something that again, drunk will understand. Ben, it may not be as uh, relevant to you, but uh, I had some Ted Drew's frozen custard uh, the other day that actually somehow survived the freezing process. I don't know what they did to it, but for a while you could not buy frozen custard in the in the grocery store because there was some sort of a crystallization thing that happened that made it bad this is back in the in the 80s and 90s yeah. now apparently so they, they only sold it in the problem. store they only, they only sold it at a ted drews and you couldn't buy it like a safeway or something well well they had it in the store for a little while but nobody bought it because it wasn't as good as when you got it at oh the yeah, yeah yeah gotcha did, did it have that like old ice cream uh the sort of like grittiness ice yeah 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 um, I, I'll bring this up as well. Uh, I've mentioned it several times, but there's a there's a, a mental uh, issue going on, a a a false narrative, uh, an alternate history being uh, stated by Dairy Queen that the whole thing where they turn the 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 thing over like this. I don't even know uh, the name of the thing that they turn over. Because blizzard? Is it a blizzard? Might be the blizzard. That might be how they do it. Ted Drews was doing that when I was a kid in the in the eighties. Yeah. Dairy Queen was not doing it at the time. Now they are, and they say we've always done it. No. And I uh, search the audio. I've mentioned well, this before. I've always, I always kind of giggled whenever, uh, when I saw the commercials in the Dairy Queen, they were like really proud that their ice cream wasn't falling out of the cup or when I would actually be in the stores and somebody would, I never got it myself, but somebody would get a blizzard and the person would be like, here you go. How and old were you down. when you saw that? Oh, this was like back when I was a teenager. This is ages ago. Uh, hmm, okay. I, I don't know your timeline because I never saw any Ted Drews commercials, but I do know yeah. that Dairy Queen has been doing that in the, at least the late 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Drunk, Drunk will back me up on this. Ted Drews was doing it before. Well, maybe Drunk will back me up on this, but Ted Drews was doing it before Dairy Queen. This is all I'm saying. Uh, Look it up. Nobody... Yeah, don't write us. Or actually do. Yeah, write to us. <laughs> at benzemail.com at gmail.com. Or, wait, no. Oh, no. It's Stop. It's Stop. Benzemail at yahoo.com at gmail.com? Yes. All right. Or write or call us at, um, let's see, what is it? Uh... What's the what's the what's oh, the numbers? Oh God! Don't even call us anymore. <laughs> I'm done with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't call us. 
Um, you, you know, you'll never find us. You'll never find us. After being brigaded that one time, I'm kind of trigger shy and handing out the phone number. Uh, oh, yeah. Drunk asks if Dairy Queen even still exists. Dairy Queen does exist, but only in the more rural aspects of uh, neighborhoods, at least up here in the Northwest. Yeah, uh, Drunk, there's a Dairy Queen in Edwardsville. Actually, there are two Dairy Queens in Edwardsville. Uh, no, not really. There's Drunk will understand this, too. <laughs> There's a there's a Dairy Queen in Ed Edwardsville and a Dairy Queen in Glen Carbon. Uh, as you there know, was the a... urban sprawl between Edwardsville and Glen Carbon have joined, and now it's just all like kind of. They've like joined like a bunch of like neurons making a yeah. connection. Um, there was a Dairy Queen down the street from the house I grew up in in Lacey, Washington, that was themed like a 1950s restaurant. And it had like the the jukebox and like the color scheme that looked made it look like I don't know kind of like what Johnny Rockets is doing today, right? Yeah. And that that fifties themed uh, Dairy Queen back when I was going to it in like nineteen eighty eight, nineteen eighty nine, you know, it was like only a thirty year pastiche. Now, if I went to a Dairy Queen that's the same like thirty years, it's like it would be like a mid nineties era. Dairy yeah, Queen. isn't that isn't that crazy? That is a little <laughs> a little nuts. Oh, hey, speaking about mid nineties, Ben, I, I got <laughs> speaking some new about shoes. little nuts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. Um, check it out. Can you see? I I used to have a pair exactly like that. Those are just like uh, slip ons that are black and white checkered. Vans, Ben. Yeah. I I've always wanted a pair of Vans uh, for the longest time. Uh, if you were wearing Vans and you weren't a skateboarder, uh, it was uh, you were posing, uh, and so I never got them. But now I'm almost fifty. I'll be fifty in May. And you don't Therefore, care about posing. I, I can just I can just have some Vans. Also, yeah. I have a I got a series of platforms for Christmas. A series uh, of they're, levels, Jerry, and building levels. They're trapezoids. There are three of them. And the, the tallest one is probably like, I don't know, two and a half feet off the ground, maybe something like that. And so, yeah, it's uh, to jump onto. So and for uh, in, right indoor now, exercise? Yep. Right now they're in the kitchen and I can be really big uh, when I'm standing on them. It's pretty great. Drunk is leaving. He's got to go. Say goodbye. Bye, Drunk. Drunk, one of our, one of our few... Viewers who interacts with us. Uh, Stephen yeah. Canlis, again, uh, kind of the third member of the podcast, really, if you think about it. Uh, le less a fan, more of a more of a, a uh, <laughs> staple, if you will. More of a put-upon viewer who uh, yes. uh, likes to point out how hostile we are to our audience. Exactly, and and you know I I can I can say I can't uh, fault him. Yeah, uh, it is actually true. Oh, uh, here's something I've been doing. I've been trying to memorize uh, my lines for this play. I've been music. Uh, like I've been trying to memorize like the 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 lyrics and the chords to stuff. Yeah. Normally I, I read the chords, and I and I've just started. Um, getting better at at figuring out what it is that I'm supposed to do. Does that make sense? So it's it's like here, I have my ukulele here. 
crunching this. Doesn't like it? Zoom doesn't, I don't, well, I don't have the audio setting for music. Oh, wait, but anyway, so it's, uh, so, so you think you can tell, heaven from hell, blue skies from pain, can you tell a green field from a cold steel rail, a smile from a veil, do you think you can tell? Is that cool? I can do that now. I've got it in my head. So you've memorized the chord progression. And the, and the lyrics together, like as a unit. So if, if that makes sense, like when I, I know to go to G when I sing pain. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a new it, skill that you've developed? It, it may not seem like a big deal, but... Um, Is, I mean, is that why, like, when we would play music on at Spin the Bottle, uh, I remember, like, when we were doing Nana's Muff for the first time, and you were on the uh, the accordion, you would stop playing. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, was actually, I was actually just watching that video. I don't know why uh, I saw that video recently, but... Um, uh, there's a very moment that I specifically remember because we're you know I'm up there playing my guitar and you're on the accordion, and uh, I notice that you stop playing, so I just like turn and just stare at you, just like yeah. willing you to just because, keep going <laughs> Cause because I, because I was not good enough on the guitar. I needed the accordion to cover up my f ups. Oh crap! Yeah, my and, mistakes. and I wasn't good enough on the accordion that I couldn't <laughs> sing and play at the same time. Um, but yeah, so that's the that's the key is that you memorize them as a unit. Yeah, and I, it's it I, it is funny. We did we we did play multiple times on Spin the Bottle, uh, but yeah, I've just sort of gotten that. You have <clears> to be. It's it's like you know if you if you do it like a TTRPG, you have to be a high enough level at music and a high enough level at singing to kind of bridge the two of them together you kind of yeah. you can't think about what your fingers are doing you know it i it, was it gets uh, it gets i wasn't there i was eventually. never the singer yeah um so all i all my brain was doing was thinking about where my fingers were going although one of the one of the songs that we do and i forget oh it's this is me this is my house i was like i i think you did the oh, right. music on yeah. one of one of our better songs in my opinion <laughs> No, you did the music. I just sang. Yeah, that's well. That's I mean, saying was that? No, I think that was just a single take of yeah. me saying, "This is me. This is my house." Throughout the entire thing, I was yeah. so I thought I was wondering, did we loop that? But nope. And you and you have you have the thing. <laughs> and this is my. There's there are a couple of times where this is me. This is my, this is house. my house. Oh, hey, by the way, did I mention that we did karaoke? Did I mention that? No, you did not. Uh, yeah, we did karaoke at at City Museum. They had karaoke night. Um, I did I did karaoke by myself. Well, with what? other people, but but by myself. And then we went back, and it was me and Jennifer, and we did great. People really liked yep. us. The last thing I ended on was Super Bon Bon. They had it. Nice. And I had the entire place, like, doing this. <laughs> um, 
And I, I even like uh, embellish a little bit. So at the end, I was going, too fat, fat, you must cut lean. You gotta take the elevator to the visit. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And everyone mm. liked it. I was asked recently if, like, if I, with, I uh, can't remember exactly how the question was phrased, but it was something like if a gun replaced your head and you had to sing a song, like, spot on to get to get out of it. Um, what would you What would you sing? And I, I, at first, I was thinking of like maybe anything from Soul Coughing because I could pro I think I can sing in Mike Doty's range. Yeah. But um, the other, but the one I landed on not, was not that high a range. Sorry, Mike. Doty. The one the yeah. the one I landed on though um, was the Humpty Dance by the Digital Underground. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know if I yeah. I don't know if I. Uh, yeah. Also, I want to just point out. Um, you said if a gun was placed to your head, um, <laughs> just on its side. I, I well, I the thing I thought you said if a gun replaced your head, and I was thinking of that all the way through. I missed kind of what you were saying, but I'm back. I'm back now. I got it. Is there isn't there um, a cartoon villain? I want to say like either in the Tick or in something else where there's a mobster that does have a gun for a head. I believe so. I don't know where it's from. Of yeah. course, there's Chairface, and we all know about that. Right, yeah. And we know why the moon says Cha, which is also really nice. Um, uh, those of you listening aren't, aren't familiar. Chairface was going to uh, carve his name into the moon, uh, but he was stopped. With a laser? Yeah. Yep. Stopped, uh, and so the moon just says cha. cha. And from then on, the moon says cha, which is really nice. Well, I, I, I appreciate that uh, level of consistency the same way I appreciated all throughout Bojack Horseman. The uh, Hollywood sign is missing the D, and it just says Hollywood. Because in, like, I think it might even been been in the pilot where uh, the D is stolen. Nice. There is a... There's a, a running joke in that that we did something similar to, and that's the um, the the thing where so I think it's a cake, but it might be something else where where people um, are explaining to the people what they want either on the cake or the poster or whatever it is, and then it yeah, but but that becomes part of it. That's where Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah came from i mean the, was bojack horseman out before then or not oh yeah 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 i don't i yeah. wasn't thinking specifically about bojack but like that's that's one of my favorite running gags of bojack was that the directions for a sign or for a cake made it into yeah. the cake like happy birthday mr peanut butter peanut butter is one word all on the yeah. banner <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so the thing that Ben and I used to do, um, it was with uh, URLs. That was that was the joke. And we, we kept on trying to make it into something. We never really we never really hit upon it uh, for how to make it into a sketch. But the idea was um, the the URL was uh, Goody Lawrence, all one word. But the URL was actually Goody Lawrence, A-L-L-O-N-E-W-O-R-D. And just how difficult it would be to explain <laughs> that. So, yeah. Uh, anyhow. 
that's something that Jennifer always gets uh, gets on me about, but I, I still think it's important. Um, we, we've talked about this before in the past, Ben, about how there were many things that we had the idea to do, and then we didn't do them because someone else d- had done something <laughs> similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, and the concept, the thing that she, uh, she would say was, it's not the same thing, you guys. It's, it's its yeah. own thing. It's, you didn't know about this. You should do it. But we, we were, again, gun shy would be the <clears> word <throat> for it. We were gun shy enough that we, we were like, no. I don't remember many of the things that we didn't do, but there were, there were several things that we, we ended I up sh- not doing. I had a, a spin the bottle esque dream last night where uh, you and I were playing in an elementary school, and we were playing music, and I had my little drum kit, and we're walking through the halls. All these, but it's a hall f- full of bands, right? And like I there, and there are students who are playing the drums, and they're just great at it. And then yeah. so we were like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This story of our lives uh, again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, really, I think honestly, it's Reggie Watts. The more I think, the the the. I mean, there were a couple of times. There are a couple of other times where someone did something and it was like, oh, okay. But there was a time when Reggie would sometimes show up at Spin the Bottle, and. We would always go. Don't don't go before us. Just as long as, as long as you don't go before us, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. But it was uh, it was really good, really amazing. He's a, a wonderful performer. A uh, nice guy too. That was the other thing. We we ran into him sometimes in Seattle, and he'd always stop and say hey and things like that, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, I I have enjoyed seeing him pop up in various places. I watched. I can't. I think I mentioned this uh, on another different episode. I was watching a documentary. The thing is, I don't remember which one it was, but he was interviewed for this documentary. Um, he because he he seemed to be like an uh, like a uh, like an authority figure on whatever they were talking about or whoever they were talking about, and I wish I could remember what that was. Well, was it? Um, do you know if it was uh, entertainment? Oh, it had to be. Like some sort of a music thing. I remember um, he was in uh, the Yes Men, one of the Yes Men movies. Do you remember the Yes Men? Yes, I, I remember it being a thing. I don't think I ever yeah. watched him. Um, there was a thing about um, like the idea is that that these these people are watching uh, this guy being interviewed, and he wants to be part of something lasting. Uh, and the guy is is Reggie Watts. Uh, he's a janitor, and they end up putting him into candles. And the idea is that the people who are watching the thing are holding the candles that were made out of this guy, and this yeah. guy being Reggie Watts. So so we knew that it was uh, fake, not just because we were members of the audience, but because we had seen Reggie, and so we knew. That he a wasn't a janitor at this company and b was still alive, right? So that's kind of fun. I'm looking up his uh, his IMDb credits. IMDb his, thing. IMDb yeah, could... is frustratingly not user friendly these days. 
Oh, really? Oh, they just, they keep redoing their UI, and so oh, now I, I, yeah. I have to constantly search for, like, where's the button that expands his credits, you know? Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I do know is, on the mobile version anyway, uh, once you have his credits open, you can search <clears throat> within the credits, which is nice. Uh, you weren't able to do that before. Right. There are, yeah, there's a few things that, uh, uh, it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like Zoom. Every time Zoom comes out with a new update, it seems to be a lateral update because then they've, they've also removed something that was useful. Yeah, lateral is a good way to describe it. I like that. Um, so it, I think this is going to be the setup, by the way, what we've got going on here. Yeah. Um, it seems to be all right. I might try to get better lighting <laughs> eventually, but, but uh, you, you don't. Uh, you don't uh, think the uh, the the prisoner look is a good one for you? Oh no! I yeah, it's I, I it's it's nice. It uh, sets a sets a tone. You're in a theater. I'm in a prison. It's uh, very <laughs> very nice. I, I I will say this. Um, as a child growing up. Uh, in, uh, I grew up in Dorsey, Illinois, which is a very small town. You can look it up. Um, I was talking to Jennifer about how my dad would sometimes be in the kitchen and look in the binoculars at cars that would drive by and how I felt like maybe, okay. So I don't know if you read, did you read a lot of books when you were a kid? I wouldn't say a lot. I read, uh, you know, uh, an average amount of books when I was a kid. So just like there are Harry Potter things, uh, you know, and kids want to know what houses they're in and stuff like that. When I was a kid, there were a lot of books written for kids uh, where it's like, um, like Firestarter, uh, not a book for kids, but um, Firestarter, Girl with Silver Eyes. Uh, Stranger Things is, is actually a great example of this sort of genre, uh, where it's the kid who is either an alien or a government experiment or whatever, who has superpowers, escape from which mountain, uh, yeah. you know, that, see, you're secretly a superpower person and the government or the Knights Templar or whoever are keeping you... Uh, under lock and key, so you're you're the, you're the chosen one, like in Harry Potter, but you're a kind of a bad chosen one. They they want to keep you from your destiny or whatever, uh, because you're psychic or you, uh, you know, again, actually belong on a space station, whatever. So when I was a kid, I was adopted. I was living out in the middle of nowhere and I was reading all these books about, you know, these kids. So I was like, oh, this, this makes sense. And this, you know, if you watch, um, uh, Glitch in the Matrix, this sort of comes out. I, there's a lot of stuff. I would say this Glitch in the Matrix has maybe 20% of all the things that me and the director talked about. Right, of and everything everything in it is true and stuff that I've said, 
But there are other things that are left out. And one of the things that was kind of left out was the idea that, um, you know, the, the reason that I thought that I was in this, in this, you know, place, this sort of prison thing, uh, this sort of weird, um, Truman Show-esque kind of situation was because I was special. I was I was special in some way. You know, the reason I didn't know who my parents were was because they were aliens, or I was made in a test tube, or I was a robot. You know, all yeah. those sorts of things. Um, and the reason I was living in Dorsey and couldn't go anywhere was because they would they would have to create that stuff. That the world that I was in was limited for a reason because they had limited resources. You know, that sort of thing. And, you know, part of... This is going to sound weird, but but I feel as though if my parents had been up more upfront with me, that paranoia would have gone away a little bit. How, what does that mean being more upfront with you? Upfront like in I what was, way? I was looking for, I, I wanted to uh, reconnect with my biological parents. They said that they were interested in doing that. And my parents were like, well, they say that they're interested, but, you know, they probably have lives of their own and children of their own. And they probably don't want to know, you know, you're, you're going to be interrupting their lives and you should really think about that. So that didn't yeah. happen. Right. Yeah. Um, there were things that I did, like uh, when I was in college, or not college, sorry, when I was in high school, I went to the, did you go, did they have anything like this in Washington? It's like a, a high school theater festival where all the theater kids in high school would go to a place and watch plays and stuff? Not in my district. They had one in Illinois, and I went to the Second City thing, and it was great. And I was like, Mom, Dad, I know what I want to do. I want to go to Second City. I want to go to Second City and and learn comedy and do sketch comedy and all that. And they said, well, pro that probably isn't going to work out. You probably can't do that. Um, and so, you know... Not very supportive of you, it sounds like, there's your a, parents. There's a lot of stuff that that I suspect happened that I don't know. And this is the thing is, you know, I could just be paranoid, but I believe that they at times screened phone calls that were for me. Yeah. Uh, took mail that was sent to me. They most likely spoke to authority figures on my behalf, things of that nature. Um, Overprotected, bordering on like helicopter parenting. Right. Well, and and part of it was, of course, you know the the fact that I was not neurotypical. They they have this weird situation where things had to be normal, right? There's yeah. nothing wrong with you. They would say that often, but also I had to be managed. You know, yeah. like I couldn't drive. But they kept putting me in cars, and I kept on getting in car accidents. But if I'm not driving, then that's not normal. So I need to know how to drive. Luckily, I mean, eventually, I just through, 
sheer survival instinct, maybe. Or maybe I just got better at it. I don't know. Um, I can... I don't like driving, but it's easier for me to do now. Yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, for, for a while... So, the, the basic thing is just that um, they're reluctance to give me certain freedoms played into this idea that and and not telling me about stuff like i remember specifically there was a time where this guy named uh john called uh who was a friend of mine and my dad told me about this later he he told me my dad told me that he pretended to be me when he was talking to John on the phone, because John was drunk. I was in high school at the time. And he didn't think that that was right. And so he was keeping him from talking to me. Right. And just that, the idea that he at one point in time impersonated me and intercepted a call, set every other interaction that we had uh, in question, basically. So weird stuff. I don't remember how we got on this topic. Thank you for uh, for listening. <laughs> Obviously, <clears throat> I uh, yeah, I don't I I don't recall anything like that happening to me when I was growing up. My parents would would not uh, impersonate me on on the phone. In fact, my parents were sort of the opposite in terms of. Not being like overprotective. Um, I remember this one time I was in middle school and I wanted to change homerooms and it was like the orientation day. And uh, so we're like a bunch of kids and their parents are going to the front office to can manage. I, can I ask why you wanted to change? Was it because a friend of yours was in to, a different Yeah, to be with friends. Or? Yeah, it was to okay. be with friends. Um, and uh, uh, I think I think there was a, like a teacher I didn't like was what who I was originally assigned with. I didn't want to be with. I was pretend it was Mr. Swan. I don't know if it was Mr. Okay. Swan, but but uh, I wanted to change. And so my my dad and I are there at the middle school, and I saw, I'm like, can I change homerooms? And he's like, sure. And then I I just got to stand there waiting for him to go in and do it for me. And he just stands there and he goes, go on, go do it. And, uh, and so I'm like, I guess I have to, I guess you're not going to do this for me. So I have to, so I want, I, so I did, I went into the office and I requested a homeroom change and it, it actually worked out. And that's a, that's a bit of a, it's a story I, I tell to a lot of people to, to illustrate like how I wasn't like, I wasn't necessarily left alone as a child, but I also yeah. wasn't like helicoptered either. Yeah, I mean, the, even though the way at times that, I wa probably wanted to be, <laughs> the way that he, the way that you describe it, it seems right. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, he didn't drop you off at the school and then drive away. Yeah, you know, or anything like that. He he let you do stuff. I, I occasionally do stuff like that with Betty. Like now, right? I'll give her five dollars and I'll say, "Go ahead and, and buy the thing," just so that she has that. You know, right. interaction kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I like Jennifer and I have talked about it. She's not comfortable driving. Right. Uh, I think we're not going to make her drive. I think we're going to 
like where once she gets out of high school where she where we end up living is going to depend a lot on like can we live somewhere where where she can be near us you know maybe in the same house maybe an apartment whatever but also take public transportation yeah you know that kind of stuff we're we are not um gonna kick her out you know when she turns 18 no of course some parents talk about doing that like you know and, and people that we know uh, yeah. you know, cause it's good for them and they need to know how to do stuff and all that. I, I honestly, I mean, you know, Betty doesn't listen to this, so it's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> but I, I see myself as being responsible for her until I am dead. And even then, you know, you put things in place to, you know, help with that. But, but you know, that sort of thing. Like, like what I mean by that is I'm never... And this is something that my, my dad talks about with my, uh, with my sister, who, you know, I don't think should be living at their house. Uh, it's just his, his deal. The difference is Betty's character is high enough that I, I don't think she's going to start... Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. Doing things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, we'll see, though. I know. It's weird. It's weird because people have, I mean, I'm not being a parent. I don't know how valid these thoughts are, but, you know, uh, uh, different people have different thoughts on how best to raise a child. And, you know, uh, some parents, I actually don't know anybody who has specifically stated once they're 18, I'm kicking them out of the house. All yeah. of my friends that I know who are parents are like, they can live here as long as they want. Chances are they will want to leave at a certain yeah. point. See, I think I think what it is is that what what you're experiencing with your friends and with me and you know I'm one of your friends, obviously. Um, <laughs> is is this is our reaction to the way that we were raised? Yeah, a lot of it. Um, I don't know if you experienced the same thing, but Jennifer and I talk about it a lot. Like, I remember me and my friend James walking on a frozen pond in the springtime. Uh, like, kicking, like, you know, stomping on it and listening to the... Daring the ice to kill you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And where were you, uh, you know, and like walking through a muddy field and losing my, my boot in it and trying to pull yeah. it out. Uh, I remember being in the woods, swinging on a grapevine uh, or whatever. A grapevine? Uh, well, th I don't know. There's some sort of vine. I, they call yeah, them yeah. grapevines. I don't know if they really are. Um, swinging out, holding on with, with gloved hands, the, the gloves slipping off of the thing and me just crashing into a thorn bush. Um, you know, uh, oh yeah, I climbed I, to the very tops of like seventy-five foot trees to where you know you could feel it sway back and forth. Yeah, and, and just, uh, I mean, that's just stuff that we did. <clears throat> the whole, the whole coming home and and not. Um, Jennifer, I talked about the difference between my style of latchkey kid and her style of latchkey kid. My style being 
I would come home from school on the bus. No one would be around. The key would be on the dog's collar. I'd let myself in, you know, all that kind of stuff. Versus uh, cooking dinner for your for your siblings and stuff yeah. like things that I, I did not do. But even even the, the minor version that I went through, we we were left to our own devices much more than than kids these yeah. days. At least I just as had far to be like when it got dark, I just had to be within shouting distance. Yeah. We talked about we talked about this too. Um, skills skills that we need to bring back for our young people. Um, yeah. When you go somewhere, say if we if we get separated, we're gonna meet back here yeah. at this time. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. I uh, think and the idea of not knowing where someone is for a period of time uh, is frightening. Now, I would I mean I would disappear for an entire day, you know, and yep. I like I <laughs> I'm such a paranoid person that if I were my dad, I would have hated that. Yeah. But also, I mean, going back to like how our generation our generation's parents or our 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 generation as parents, like, you know, you friends of ours who have kids, how they're more lenient about uh having their kids stay with them past the age of 18. I, th I think one of those reasons might be it's a lot harder to live on your own these days. I mean, back when yeah, we back when we were eighteen, we could you could have a part time job and an apartment. Yeah, which which yeah exactly not possible not possible yeah. now. Um, have you ever? This is gonna sound weird, but when you went to China, were you on a boat? For part of it, yeah. I was. I was. I was just. Um, I have a. Okay, so this is this is a Christmas present that I got. It's one thousand places to see before you die. Now, as you know, <laughs> I notoriously don't like to travel, but I have been reading it, and I'm. This is the way I, I worked it. I, I got this from uh, my brother, and his wife, uh, and I realized that if I read three about three places a day, by the time we go around to next Christmas, I will have read the book. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, that's what I, I've made myself a commitment that I'm doing that. Right now I'm reading a lot about uh, Great Britain. And yeah. one of the things is that I didn't know this. Um, I now know that when you're on a paddle steamer or whatever it's called, you can get from Liverpool to Boston in about seven days. Okay. I didn't know that that's how fast I went, you know, but it's true. And so this is gonna this is gonna sound weird, but that does sound very uh, fast. Jennifer and so so as you know, my my uh, my contract runs out uh, in May. Yeah, for my job, which I don't think I've ever mentioned on the podcast, and probably shouldn't have mentioned. Dang it! Uh, I think it's fine because you don't know where I work or who I work for, and blah blah blah. Uh, but but that's what it looks like is going to happen is I, I I may I may need to uh, you know either either you know get a get a new contract with a with a with the same company or look for other work whatever yeah, yeah. Um, however that ends up working out for me um, I still in the back of my mind a, a weird crazy possibility uh, is Jennifer moves to Australia. 
uh, with Betty, and then I catch up with them. And one of the things that I that I keep thinking about is that you can you can get on a uh, freighter uh, or a cargo ship for cheap and go with them, you know, to your destination. Get there in three months. And I and and this was the crazy thing is I I was saying to 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 Jennifer I I don't know if I trust anyone enough to put myself in that situation because when i'm with you know this group on this boat anything could happen and she's like what do you mean i'm like i don't know i could be murdered or Where in and, international waters laws don't apply exactly and she looked at me like i was crazy and i was like <laughs> maybe this is an example of my so here's my question if you yeah. had a, uh, and she was like, what benefit would they, then she tried to logic it out with me. What benefit would they have, uh, to murder you? What, right. what would that, what would that gain them? You know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, maybe they just like to kill. And she's like, okay, no, this isn't <laughs> helpful. Um, would that be a concern of yours at all? I would not be concerned. I would not concerned about getting killed there are other things that would concern me but being the subject of a brutal gang style murder in the middle of the sea would not be one of them okay yeah so anyway i don't know i don't think that's going to happen but but it is it is something that i that i like if this makes sense i like the uh, everything maritime i enjoy like anchors and posts with uh, rope around them, uh, water, okay. the smell of the ocean, all that stuff. I really like it. The smell of the ocean uh, is pretty great. I am very afraid of drowning. Yeah. So those two things together make uh, for an interesting like kind of situation for me. Uh, and I And I feel like... Uh, this is why I'm drawn to lighthouses because you, when you're in the lighthouse, you're inside for sure, but you're very boat adjacent, right? It is, it is the marrying of the sea and the land in a very, and the, the sea, the land and the indoors in a very specific way. There's this famous paint or painting photo of a lighthouse I don't know if it's like in Europe somewhere or like off the east coast of the states like a, you know outside of Boston or something but it's a rock you know and it's got this very tall lighthouse on it so so it's not on land it's on it's on an out like it's on it's on basically an exposed rock yeah but there's a huge wave breaking against the back of it Right, and so the wave goes all the way up to the top. You can see one dude; he's just like standing on the dry side of it. And what I think of when I see that picture is, how the heck did they build that there? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there there are some there are two structures. You might have even seen them when you were going across the bridge in, on the uh, the river. There. Um, I forget exactly what their function is, but they look kind of like lighthouses. They're in the middle of the river, though. Which river? And the uh, the Mississippi River. Oh, okay. Um, and 
And they're they're not really used that much anymore. But I've always wanted to go and look inside of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to just to see. But apparently they're only accessible by boat and only a few people uh, are allowed there now. Uh, but it is it is one of those things of like if I were rich and influential, that might be something that I would use my power to do just to go <laughs> just go live there. Go places where I'm not necessarily supposed to be. Every once in a while, the city of Seattle gives out a grant for an artist to take up residency in the Ballard. I think it's the Ballard Drawbridge, or maybe the University Street Drawbridge, or the well, no, this, it's the Fremont free, free Bridge. Yeah, so the, so one of the drawbridges that we have in town uh, have the towers on either end. I think one yeah. is just where like the person is who controls the bridge, but they allow an artist to take up residency in the other one. To create something, I th I think it's pretty open ended, but yeah, you get to like live there, or at least work there. I don't know if you actually, I don't know if they're like sleeping quarters or anything. That um, would be cool. <clears throat> but that yeah, that seems that seems like a fun sort of like out of the ordinary place to be. Definitely, that would be really cool. Um, and so, really, I mean. 2023 Ben just it's around the corner just around the corner or if you're listening to this after <laughs> after Saturday it's hey it was a couple days ago so this is going to be a weird question the next presidential election yeah um that would be next year right 24. around this time well, I the, mean, the, it all depends the, on the campaigns when would you, start or whatever. Well, I mean, they start earlier and earlier every cycle. Yeah, but I think I think a year out is when they start going in earnest. So, um, I'm not going to make any predictions yet, but I I really think I would I would love for this to happen. I don't necessarily know that it's going to happen, but I would love to be to for there to be someone who somehow transcends uh, the ire of you know both parties <laughs> and is a dangerous <clears throat> centrist, and everyone's like, "Oh, I guess I'd like him," and all yep. the extreme people are like, "No, that is definitely no, this is, not going to happen." This is horrible, but yeah. Um, I, there was a, there was a, do you remember Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams? Uh, it was on Prime Video TV yeah, show. Kind of like, I haven't seen all of it, but I did watch some episodes. Did you see the one where there was an election for the candidate? It was, I, I thought it was great. Um, it, one of the, the, the sort of subplot of it is that there is a, there's an election coming up for a candidate. Yeah. There's just one candidate running and the candidate gives speeches and all that and they talk about the importance of, of voting to show your support of the candidate. Um, but you're just choosing one person and voting for them. And it was it was nice. It felt um, it felt a little too real, Ben. 
Yeah, well, we have gone into the uh, theater of the absurd when it comes to national politics. It is going to be interesting. Uh, I, as you know, I am not on social media. I do know this. I have not been for a while. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm not privy to. It'll be interesting to see how my views about the election are going to unfold with that as a thing. Here's a uh, here's something that just happened recently. Let's do uh, Paul going to guess the news. Oh, that sounds great. Um, it's a good way to end the end the episode, yeah, Ben. In our remaining minutes. Um, Greta Thunberg recently had a hand in having... A human trafficker arrested. How did that happen? Okay, so um, let me first, uh, Greta, last name again? Thunberg, that Swedish uh, Greta Thunberg, activist. yeah, she, she's a climate activist. It's Thunberg, uh, but it's pronounced Thunberg. Thunberg. Uh, one of the things, obviously... Um, when we talk about autistic people, she's mentioned as one of the more famous ones. Um, I did not know that. That's how I, yeah, that's how I know about her a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, so this is a human trafficker. She alleged, is a, no charges have alleged, been uh, alleged human trafficker. Um, yeah. she is. A climate activist. She is a public figure. Okay, this is going to be a stab in the dark. Did someone provide her with correspondence between a group of people or some sort of evidence of ecological wrongdoing and in bundled in with that something about human trafficking that she discovered and brought to the attention of authorities. Not really. Uh, okay. This is um, a bit of a, this she... is a bit of a hard one. If you don't already know the stories, chances are getting to it by way of my uh clue is is going to take a while. Uh, okay. Was she part of a was there a plot to kidnap her? No. That was the other thing I was thinking. Okay. No, Have let you, me know, let me know what it is. I don't, I don't right, know this. So, <clears throat> there's a um, an influencer by the name of Andrew Tate. Have you heard of this guy? No. He's he's an influencer. He's like a he's like a. Um, he sounds like um, a white guy. Is he a white guy? He's not. You know what? I don't think he is. I think he's got he's got some either Latino or South Pacific in him. He's not completely white. Interesting. Um, but he's he's also like a men's rights um, mogul. Like you can buy his course to learn how to be the best man gotcha. that you can be. Uh, basically a scumbag. So and not a white guy, but white guy adjacent. Hey everybody, yeah, Paul white Gooby. guy adjacent. How's it how's it going? I he, apologize he to. He recently White posted people. a video. I don't know how this started, but this is where I picked up the story. He posted a video directed to Greta Thunberg where he was showing off all of his cars. He's got like a Bugatti. He's got, you know, some Ferraris, a Porsche. He's kind of bragging 
that okay. he that he's like he's got all these cars. He doesn't care about the environment. The, the environment the environment can go f itself because he likes driving these V8s. She clapped back at him um, and uh, on Twitter and basically just kind of like uh, uh, insulted him in in her you know Swedish way. And it was something like, I uh, don't, I'm not, you know, it's like some sort of fake email address. You know, you, oh, your, your, your tears don't mean much to me, but if you can cry to my email address, blah, 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 at IHaveASmallDick.com or whatever. He proceeds to post another video to her, like, I don't even, I haven't seen this video, but he's like, he's, again, like, he won't let this drop. And he's like, still bragging about how much money he has, how many cars he owns, how he doesn't care for the environment. In this video is a pizza box of a Romanian pizza place. And then after that video is posted, the Romanian police, now confirming that he's in Romania, go to his house and arrest him for human trafficking, he and his brother. Okay. So what you're saying, if I've got this right, is that there are human traffickers who have been exposed on the internet and the way that they've been caught is that they are associated with a pizza place. So there's... An actual thing that they could weren't... be called Pizzagate at this point. Actually, if yes. The, if the name wasn't already taken. The the pizza place... Well, actually, you know what they're calling it? His name is Andrew Tate, so they're calling it Pizza Tate. Oh my gosh, Ben, that is <laughs> wonderful. Uh, my apologies to, to all the white people uh, for assuming too much... That a men's right activist whose name was Andrew was a white person. Um, I mean, I could have, I could have just let it go, off. but I do think that, uh, you know, uh, assumptions can be made uh, that are unfair, and um, my know, so hope is that we all learn something here today, Ben. <laughs> And with that, I think it's time to say our goodbyes for this week. And for this year, Paul, this is the last time we'll speak in 2022. Let me just say, Ben, that uh, doing this podcast with you is great. It's one of, uh, one of my favorite things about the week. I look forward to it as one might look forward to Christmas right <laughs> as, we're, as we're, uh, we're doing this. So... Um, yeah. I, I I wish you many happy returns, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you in the new year. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners, uh, now all of and our in listener. the future. Yes. Yeah. And for all of those again, uh... like I said, uh, most of our fans are going to be Ben. You'll we we will maybe be old enough to see it, but uh, this <laughs> podcast is really going to take off. Uh, when we are too old to do it anymore. Right. One of these days. We're the Picasso of... Not the Picasso. We're the Van Gogh of podcasts. That's right. That's right. Uh, all, all right, Ben. I'll talk to you more later.
Keep it yep. wrong, Paul. Keep it wrong, Ben. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. And we're clear.